boys, you've had your fun, but now your fun is done. It's rude girl time. What do you do when concerts are canceled and your squad is stuck at home? You bring the scene to them. This is Tara Two-Tone. I'm Scott Queen Christine. We are opening up about our experiences in the scene. And share our perspective on what it's like to be a rude girl. We are rude. We are reckless. And we're sharing our checkered cast. Hey, hey, it is another episode of Checkered Cast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We have a great episode for you today and some amazing music. Uh, So our featured music is going to be by The Sensibles out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We are friends with the trombone player, Jeremy. He attends our weekly ska chat night hosted by the Supernova Ska group that Tara started. And they're just awesome. We, we, uh, Christine and I have dove in a little bit deeper into the Sensibles and they are up and coming and are just kicking butt. I think that they're, hopefully they'll be shining us with their presence next year at Supernova, but who knows? This is a band that matches a lot of the ethos that Tara and I really want to highlight on this podcast, where they represent diversity in the ska community. They're a full baseball style (laughs) ensemble of horn section in ska, and they have a female lead singer. So of our chicks. (laughs) That is something that Tara and I uh, discussed. We really think it's important that we mention all of the bands that we feature their music on our podcast are bands that Tara and I see eye to eye on, totally support their contemporary, and they just represent the best people in the scene that we know, and we hope to continue that trend on this podcast exactly and not only are the bands that we are featuring dendrites catbite bimska scotch bonnets the sensibles we're highlighting the bands that are embodying ska of right now so not only are they evolving the style into this century and this year but they're also doing amazing things for the community Absolutely agree. Uh, So there's something about the music that's contemporary right now. To me, it just seems like it really highlights the evolution of ska music, both forward and backward as a spiraling thing. It's non-linear. Everybody talks about the waves, but the waves do not just go in one direction a lot of them come back around and some of the music that we've presented on this podcast i think are exemplary uh selections that prove that point exactly they're not just one-dimensional which i think is wonderful yeah and the more we explore it the music that connects us we we find this like underneath it all there's this groove that either you get it or you don't (laughs) so there's a lot of people who don't really understand ska music and 
they don't see how it does stand the test of time. It's one of these genres that is just so diverse. It just has so many different facets to it. And the people who are drawn to it understand that and they appreciate it, that it's very hard to pigeonhole people who like ska. So let me start off by saying that I appreciate Tara has a different type of music that she likes within the same community under the same umbrella of music that I like. And I'm totally open to suggestions from her new bands uh, that I haven't heard of before that she thinks I might be into. And one of those was a recommendation she made to listen to this band called Common Rider that I had not heard before because we have, we're doing an interview for our friend's podcast called Punk Lotto Pod. And I gave this album a shot. Admittedly, it wasn't their best album. It's called This Is Unity Music. So, of course, I was, like, curious to check it out. But the... Uh, there's just something about the band that I, I really appreciate is not the traditional ska style that I like and listen to now, but it's more reminiscent of the music that got me into ska. And there's something about the nostalgia factor of ska music that is very evident when I listen to bands like this today. I mean, we both can agree that uh, their first album, The Last Wave Rockers, was... A phenomenal album. It's way more ska. It's way more ska. And then you have Jesse from Up Ivy who is like evolving himself, right? So he, this is his first record that came out in between um, Up Ivy. And it was very different from the East Coast ska that you were listening to and what you kind of grew up on. True. And since I'm in the middle of the country, I'm not only getting the East Coast ska, but I'm also getting the West Coast ska. And this was a band that I loved. And when we had the opportunity on the Punk Lotto podcast to choose a record that came out in 2002, I chose Common Rider without actually listening to that album prior. I just automatically assumed it was going to be like Last Wave Rockers. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I'm really glad that you did turn me on to it, though, because it's still a great album on its own, and it's an exploration and an evolution of the the first album into a more punk genre. So the first album was ska punk, for sure, and this album's punk with some ska, and he, Jesse from Off Ivy, went on to make just, like, more punk hardcore music, and that's a lot that's so relevant to me because my local music scene I support I'm such a big supporter of live music in general not just ska many of my friends are in punk and hardcore bands and so I actually do go to a lot of shows like that and it's not something that I was not exposed to but I'm so grateful to have been turned on to this band because it seems like a perfect like bridge of bands that I can talk to with my more punk and hardcore leaning friends that might not be aware that there's like these little bridges between the punk hardcore and ska, ska punk. And the record, uh, This Is Unity Music, has so many 
people involved on the record, which I was just so surprised by. Just the compilation of people was just solid. So if you haven't listened to Common Rider in a while, maybe this is your opportunity to throw it back old school and listen to some Common Rider classics. Of or <laughs> go check out the Punk Lotto podcast episode we did with them. Uh, and yeah, take a listen to their podcast. It has a lot more punk and emo stuff. You guys might want to listen to them too. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Tara, speaking of ska punk and all of that, type the third wave i would really love to get your point of view as far as a rude girl that leans more punk ska ska punk and what you identify with now as your music taste so my music taste hasn't grown or maybe grown isn't the word so I feel, I feel like my music style and taste has grown maybe it hasn't matured as much I think my music taste has expanded as I've gotten older and positioned myself in other scenes and other music subcultures with the evolution of who I was and in the times of my life but I am forever and will ever bleed Scott Punk we could we could clear that out. My I just Spotify envision <laughs> you checkerboard blood like <laughs> pouring out <laughs> as like Hawaiian stripes are just like flying out. <laughs> but that's that's the thing is like my if you look through my Spotify playlists, it's just playlist after playlist of Big D, Street Light, Toasters, like just all all over the place. It really it leads into that like punk ska. But as I've grown up, it's definitely, there is now a Slackers playlist and a Westbound Train and a Scottalites playlist. So I feel like I've expanded in that, but I don't feel like I would have expanded more into the Scottalites or even the Dendrites with bands that are just fully instrumental if it wasn't for me evolving into other scenes that I feel are, and other people might not think this way, that are Scott adjacent, such as the jam band and electronic community, the dub community. I feel like a lot of people are, that's not Scott, that's not Scott. But if you think about it in what it, in the big picture of Scott, Scott is unity, Scott is diversity, Scott's an upstroke, Scott's horns, and other genres do have all of those things. So, Diving into one band that has led me astray but led me back to Scott is Big Gigantic. They are super fun. They have some funk. They have horns. They have upstrokes. As well as if I wanted to go more into the dub, there's Break Science. And they have more reggae. There's Pigeons playing ping pong, which all these bands that you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> but they have funk and they have soul in them and I've led off into that way and listening to Big Gigantic, listening to Break Science, listening to those bands that have the horns because I'm a sucker for a horn section. I don't True. care what kind of music it is. You have a horn 
I'm gonna like I'm clearly gonna step out of my house and go listen to it yep so I'm a sucker for that so breaking out into that different subgenre has made me come back to these bands such as the Scottalites and the Dendrites who are fully instrumental and me appreciating it so much more if that makes some sense yeah and I like that you know you're supporting your local music scene and you just happen to have a really talented instrumental ska band in your local music scene like can't beat that and it's it's what's great about that is they play with so many bands and they're bringing other other people into just that instrumental of ska yep so i'm continuing to grow and i'm continuing to learn more of like the different subgenres that are that i'm attracted to Mm. whether it be that rock steady whether it even be like a good oi band like it never was something that I reached out to growing up or reached out to even 10 years ago. But in the last five years, it's like I'm reaching towards everything that I can get my hands on, you know? So the Agrolites are on the top of my playlist. Currently, the Scottalites, Desmond, Specials, all of it, top of my playlist. Hell yeah. Love it. Love to see it. Those are all... I think bands that are just like the top of their their game that nobody could argue with you for for fully endorsing even as you admit that this is like a divergence from you know what you've always been true in blue to so that's that's what that all have to expand our tastes and our minds for what could be outside of our box true like I'm like that myself you know I I talked about it quite a bit already but I don't listen to exclusively ska anymore but all of my friends throughout high school and into my mid to late 20s knew me as like the rude girl of my area but like basically my music taste is very diverse because I'm a very well-rounded and multi-dimensional person so Mm -hmm. you know like I've talked about like hip-hop and I've talked about how I like other ska adjacent music like you were saying where you're in this direction of like funk all that I totally, I support it, but I'm not, like, in it, like, a fan. But I think something we have in common is, again, like, that horn thing. And uh, where I am locally, there's a big, (laughs) there's a big marching band uh, thing out here. I don't even know what the hell you'd call it. But it's, like, basically a mix between a type of a second line, New Orleans-style ensemble and meets go-go bordello like and a brass all, band it is but they do it like parades and they do like marching protests and stuff and they totally into that yeah it's just a great it's like a great community building experience and that's some shit that i i am a sucker for too like i will be out the door for that no matter it's not ska but it's got the same undertones of dance and bringing people together and it's revolution music. And I'm it's still going to make me move, which is the mm-hmm. biggest part. 
the other Scott adjacent music that I really like currently, contemporary music, is stuff that is more like in the reggae direction, which so many people vacillate back and forth between liking traditional ska, rocksteady, and reggae just because of the evolution of that sound. But not many of them listen to the contemporary artists still. Like they're just still listening to Prince Buster and <laughs> just going back and listening to that same stuff over and over. But the music that I like now would be like a lot of people like Chronics. And he is just a contemporary reggae music star from Jamaica who brings traditional roots reggae sound to the radio market right now which is impressive that that came full circle because uh, everybody knows that Jamaican airwaves have been dominated by dance hall forever since like mm-hmm. the 80s. So it's, it's legendary to see somebody breaking that mold that we haven't seen an artist like this rise that way since like Boris Hammond or even some other people. But basically Chronics with this guy adjacent leads me into other artists I really support is Holly Cook. Her music is not ska. It's not reggae. It's some amalgamation of like tropical pop with like some reggae and ska type of undertone to it. I love Holly Cook and she has a really tight knit community of people that she collaborates with artist wise. And a lot of them are sort of this like big movement in the UK that's like electronic dub DJs. So there's this art, there's these uh, collective of artists, the Gentleman's Dub Club, Holly Cook sits in with them a lot. So she has tons of dubs. All of her records have dubs and it's just awesome. And I think that's like impressive that she is bringing almost like this rock steady old old school style of music into a pop market like she is popable you can sell her music on the radio for sure Mm -hmm. so if people haven't checked that out definitely check her out and that will make you fall down a rabbit hole of (laughs) all the stuff that comes out of the uk right now is just it's hybrid it's the beautiful amalgamation of what the music is that should come out of the uk and it is what we know about two-tone that we love, that, that infectious sound of two-tone that the UK incubated and it exploded out into the United States and created that like 90s sky wave. That is exactly what I'm talking about happening on the airwaves in the UK right now with this sky adjacent Holly Cook and the skints and just like all of that blurs the line of electronic music. Absolutely. And I I don't know if you know this, Christine, but there's another, you know, artist that has been on the top of the charts of the top 40s. And that is bringing in another reggae sound that I think you'd be surprised of. There is a new Jason Mraz album that is a full (laughs) reggae album. (laughs) Okay, the only reason I know about this album is because, which I haven't even listened to admittedly, but (laughs) I only know about it because I believe 
he collect if i'm if i'm wrong about this like please just edit this out but <laughs> i believe he collaborated with reggae raj from the agrolites on that album i believe he did as well and the album is called look for the good and i listened to it today because i was like oh who's doing ska music now who's doing reggae music now and I thought, hmm, Jason Mraz, I saw him do a video on a Facebook group. Let me look into it. And it's, it's a pretty good album. <laughs> like, I wasn't it expecting be. it to be so great, but it's really well produced. Mm -hmm. And it just, it gets you moving and it makes you feel good. So bringing, bringing reggae back to the airwaves is... It's happening. Bringing ska back to the airwaves currently is happening. Ooh, okay. That totally makes sense that I was seeing a lot of conversation being brought up about has ska music been gentrified? That's where that hot topic, I believe, came up from. It's probably by Jason Mraz bringing some, like, white boy reggae onto the radio which is admittedly good reggae because he obviously looked for the best artists in the field right now and got them to help him with that album which is just what a good musician does and he has a background in that style like if you listen to any jason mraz it has hmm. soul it has that feel if jason mraz starts growing dreadlocks i'm gonna have a very big problem with it though <laughs> Yeah, you know, like another Sky Jason um, genre that I think a lot of us really dig into is that soul, that soul jazz, that mm -hmm. R&B. A lot of us are big Stevie Wonder fans, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I appreciate how all of those musics can kind of blend together and make beautiful playlists honestly most of my playlists are like the frighteners and sharon jones and mm. just like all of the daptone music that everything that comes off of daptone records i'm obsessed with it blends so beautifully with like desmond decker tracks and prince buster and even sister nancy like you put all of those on one playlist it's yes. seamless yeah <laughs> Um, especially like the old, the OG stuff. I'd love to do a Venn diagram of the stuff that you listen to that I listen to as well. That is like the older stuff and see how it connects with the more contemporary stuff that we both like, but also like where that middle ground 2000s, 90s, uh, third wave stuff that we like. What band do you think is the middle ground between classic ska or two-tone ska and third wave pop like um ska punk what do you think is the middle band of that the slackers absolutely like i know the slackers are not ska punk at all they don't even have anything like that but they are the the band that i feel bridges so many people from the ska punk community into the traditional style i'm not sure if that answers your question exactly like how you were thinking <laughs> no because it does i was also going to say the slackers is my 
thought of like if you're gonna have the venn diagram and you're gonna have like specials and then on the other side you're gonna have like suicide machines what would be your middle ground Hmm. to to like political bands middle ground it'd be the slackers the slackers have like the longevity of their members made it a lot more of a cohesive uh evolution of sound that shows a clearer beginning and current i don't want to say end because it's current (laughs) but uh that linear progression is is a it would fit much better in that venn diagram that you described and i think with every member change the slackers get better (laughs) and (laughs) they yeah they are getting much better with age just like a fine wine right You want to just talk about the slackers for a minute, because um, we haven't on this podcast yet, really. And you're just I, so good. I'm curious, like, what? Who is your slacker? You have to pick a team member here. <laughs> Vic, absolutely, Vic, because I feel like he's most like me. All right, I I can see that because yeah. we're like really good out on like the stage and in a crowd but then you get us one-on-one and we're like very uncomfortable and awkward as fuck. <laughs> but if you want to talk music with us we could talk for hours or if you want to talk like political stuff we have plenty of things to say but i also feel like vic has a bit of this like hippie wookie kind of thing and i feel like i have this hippie wookie kind of thing <laughs> like, my slacker pick is definitely going to be Dave Hilliard. I think a lot of people know that I get extremely starstruck around him because I'm just so impressed with his musical abilities and repertoire. And he produced my favorite album by Westbound Train. So transitions. It's just his, his music abilities are just um, really impressive and i think that whenever i've been around him in person i feel a very similarity like you were saying you feel with vic where it's just like you know you're awesome at what you do and that you're a very smart and educated and like just well presented person but you just hang on your own unless people come to you that is very much the attitude i've gotten from dave hilliard and i think that i'm very similar (laughs) and he just knows the business so well like Mm -hmm. i would i would have a good meal like i would have a good lunch with disco dave you could because he is the kind of person it definitely strikes me as could just really provide good company and education in conversation all right dave if you want to have a social distancing lunch with christine and i even (laughs) if it's over zoom we are we would love to share a pizza with you yeah on that note we are looking for sponsorship on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) so we can do interview asks with people on the caliber of dave Dave hilliard (laughs) who's just ska gold who's musician gold and uh the other top of our list was coolie ranks we need to uh 
need to get on that dinner date with Cooley that we were talking about doing because to put a microphone on the table just to hear that conversation would be pretty fucking cool. So let me ask you something, Tara. If uh, you found out that the slackers were doing a social distancing slash tailgating slash outdoor concert from your car drive-in thing, would you go? Yes. That's a thing. Like, you wouldn't even have to ask me twice. Like, I'd be like, yep, take my money. Like, I've already given through this entire pandemic, the slackers have gotten the most money from me. As they deserve. As Because it, <laughs> it's when Vic plays his three hour in his bedroom sets and I'm entertained for three hours and singing along and just like chatting with everybody. I love it. And then all of their live streams is just so much fun. This last one they had with Catbite was, and the pie tasters were so much fun and getting to know a little bit more about the Barstool Preachers, like so much fun. But the slackers have my heart, and they always will. Right on. I mean, they are professional musicians by trade, and they really represent a lot of the ethos of ska is not dead, that we would love for the outer community to pay attention to. Something that Kristen mentioned on the episode that we did when we interviewed Lady Hatchet, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. It was our first interview and I think it was totally amazing. She is epic person and very entertaining. She mentioned that the Slackers are very hardworking musicians and they do it for a living. And that's why people like Tara giving them all of their money and supporting them is so important right now because that's their job. They mm-hmm. don't have a backup career and they've been doing this the whole throughout their music career. So bands like that. And then Chris Murray, of course, Chris Murray has been a traveling musician for decades almost. And that's why those people are pushing so hard to keep up their live music because it's their only livelihood that's That's their source of income yeah by choice and as a as a community and like as musician like fans as fans we really have to make sure that we keep that professional musicianship sustainable like we're trying to keep them in business that goes to what we're trying to do here with Checkered Cast is keeping our scene alive. And the scene isn't just about fans communicating with other fans. It's us coming together as a, as a unit to take care of the bands that we see and the bands that are creating our conversation. Truth. And something I saw recently online that I thought it really really upset me but I also was appreciative that I it gave me an opportunity to reflect instead of deflecting uh which was that you know somebody kind of said you're not a real fan if you're not financially supporting musicians at this time and then immediately people were like whoa what about us that are out of work like we can't even support ourselves and all this and then 
I wanted to jump in right away and be like, well, listen, it doesn't have to come down to capitalism. We all have our own ways and unique abilities that we can support the arts and the musicians that we love. So what if you don't have money to throw in to the Kickstarter or to get a t-shirt or to buy a live stream? You can share it um, with your friends. You can message people directly that you know that might be interested and didn't hear about it and they have money to support them. You can create art based on your favorite musicians uh, works that they do. You can start a podcast like we did just to talk and highlight and promote and support the cream of the crop, the things that you think should get an extra boost in the airwaves. And there's so many more things you can do. You, if you're a musician, you can turn around and try to mentor younger musicians to get into this music and keep playing it and keep it going. There's so many avenues. Exactly. And I think that that's our job as a community is to keep the scene alive, but keep our musicians afloat, even if it can't be financially, it's expanding globally. Like the internet has given us this gift of expanding um, and letting people know without actually having to do much work. So like Christine said, share your favorite music, listen to it all the time on Spotify, share it with people, share it on these streams. Like even if they're only getting a few pennies per song, they're getting it and more, the more views, more people are going to hear it. And you want to grow our community. I want to grow our community. Christine wants to grow our community. I'm sure that you wouldn't hate a few more friends in a pit when it happens again. Yeah, ska will never die, and there will always be another wave. Some of us want to catch it. <laughs> Not the Rona. We want to catch the next wave of ska. <laughs> Is there going to be another wave of ska? Is Hans Gruber, Bite Me Bambi, are they the next wave of ska, or are they just a continuing of third wave? I think... We've talked about this before. I think the next wave of ska is something totally not ska. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be something totally new, uh, an amalgamation of all the things before and after. If I have to say, if you put a gun to my head and said, okay, it's 2020, what is ska? Hashtag is this ska? <laughs> I would have to say, something I feel like I would have to say it would be Scotchin Network. Jeremy Andrew Hunter is what I think I would be proud to say, you got to listen to this. This is what Scott is. In 2035, people will listen to the Scottu network and be like, whoa, that's crazy. That's something different. Like this is gonna be standing the test of time going forward, showing just the what you can do with Scott. I agree. They're amazing. <laughs> but I also want to point out in Denver, we have this emo 
screamo ska that's happening. Mm. Let that sink in for just a minute. <laughs> but we have Sorry Sweetheart and Younger Than Neil, which yeah. a lot of the people from Younger Than Neil were in the AOKs, which is, was just a pop, like a punk ska band. Phenomenal. Check AOKs out. But Younger Than Neil kind of brings this heavier side of ska music. So they have a full phenomenal horn section as well as this deeper, heavier vocal that you wouldn't expect from Scott music. As well as Sorry Sweetheart that has a bit of that mix of emo, screamo, Scott punk. Yeah, and uh, that is the trend that I see, you know, Scotty Network came out with the Skagos Emo album back in April. So it is, I think, a very 2020 ska sound. I also feel like it's that generation that came a little after us. Mm. So we were 90s ska, and then when you and I were in high school, ska was kind of drifting down, and that hardcore emo style started lifting with you know, Under Oath and Emery and all those bands. My camp. Epitaph Records, hashtag. Yeah. yeah and that came up. Yep. I hear yep. what you're saying. I see that fully. I hope other people listening to this understand what we're, we're talking about. Hopefully you're not too old to understand the genre that we're speaking of in that uh, mid-2000s, late-2000s emo that the pre-teens grew up with yeah the ohio is for lovers crew mm -hmm. and those those were those were still the 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 kids and the teens that were in marching band who played their instruments who still like ska and they're thinking okay what these are the two genres that i like and that i grew up with that called to me just like ska called directly to me how do I put them together? And I think that that's what we're going to start seeing with the new sound that's going to be coming out. It, the more that people are getting back into ska and listening to the interrupters and the stuff that's coming out more in the mainstream, they're going to be like, oh, ska's around again. Let me add some horns to whatever it is I'm playing. Yep, I hear that fully. Like the Gen Z ska is going to be that direction for sure we need more billy eilish ska <laughs> some people listening to us are going to be like gen xers i think there's a lot of that time frame that gen x and they identify with ska and so many i've we've talked about this in the thursday chats many people i know that are gen xers are pretty disconnected from Gen Z. There's like a age, there's like a gap between that where they don't have a lot of Gen Z friends. So I think what we're gonna end up seeing is a lot of people who were into like the two-tone and were involved in the very early 90s ska scene, thinking ska died because they're not even connected to the Gen Z ska stuff that is coming out.
I'm excited for it though. I think yeah, like I said, as we evolve, I think, you know, it's going to keep evolving and I'm really excited for the next step of creativity. And especially right now during this time, I feel like a lot of bands are coming out with lots of creativity. Yes. And you know, the youth that connect with music are always going to want to jump around and they're always going to, they're always going to want to sample from the past to produce something in the present. And I'm here for it. I, I want to see what this alchemy turns into. And at the same time, I also want to listen to my old school tunes and <laughs> groove out to them. <laughs> exactly. I just want to put out a vinyl and listen to my cracks and pops. <laughs> I agree. And honestly, this whole, this whole maturity of the music that we listen to is something really beautiful that I think a lot of people should do better to dive into and mess around in there listen to some old stuff and try to find how the stuff that's being played contemporarily borrows from it i'm smiling because it was (laughs) it was nicely said christine (laughs) (laughs) basically that is i think why i love bands like westbound train deals gone bad the slackers of course they're the ones that i always go back to because they have found a perfect pocket to represent the old, but make it new. Another band that I think a lot of people are already hip to (laughs) that honor the traditional style are the Steady 45s. I hope. I know. And they're like, they're a revival band right they definitely are a revival band and that's what the la ska scene is really hardcore about is like this revival of traditional ska what i would love to see is that a band like that collaborate with contemporary artists who are doing ska adjacent stuff and have it create a whole new tree of life of ska music just like the Scatolites did back in the day when they had all these amazing session musicians coming in and influencing and collaborating and then sparking these new styles of the same ska branch. They would have Bluebeat and then Rocksteady, then Reggae, then Dancehall, then you had electronic dub and all this other stuff. So what I would love to see is a band like the Steady 45s who are a revival of traditional ska break out into a new wave just like that. Another like ska adjacent band that I'm really just so obsessed with and can't stop talking about would be the Frighteners. I've already mentioned them a couple times. And if you're hip to the Daptone record stuff, you might already know about them. They've got a very rock steady vibe, but they bring it into this neo soul American revival that happened in the mid to late two thousands. 
and it's still kind of riding today, but it it had a high point in the around 2010, and I don't know if it'll crescendo again. But you know, you had Charles Bradley, you had Leroy Bridges, I believe his name was. You just had a lot of these artists that were trying to do a, a soul revival type of thing, and the Frighteners were the soul revival response that had a rock steady tinge to it. Their music is really influential on my playlist still to this day. And it explains why I listen to bands like the Oldians. And then I can just mellow into like Chronics and the Melodians, just everything comes back around. I love that thought of everything comes back around because just is, I was saying how I branched off to completely different genres they all brought me back into the unity community because mm. I still feel like a lot of the music I was leaning out of that I do feel like is ska adjacent for the you know meaning of ska behind it the diversity it comes back around if you have a chance to listen to Big Gigantic I I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think you'll have a really good time, but you definitely got to listen to it for what it is. <laughs> I hear you on that. Like, you know, I think people who listen to ska music are pretty open-minded about other genres and especially if it has horns or if it has that bassy, dancey type of music to it, yeah. they'll they'll give it a chance, you know. I mean, I'm not asking you to listen to Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could end on that note. <laughs> I was just going to say, but like, no judgment if you do. Like, <laughs> I, there is a lot of Scoffish fans. You'd be surprised. I see a lot of the same people at the same shows. I mean, I fucking, I stand for Bob Marley so hard. And when you are in that kind of a circle, you just, you're going to meet a lot of deadheads and a lot of fish fans. <laughs> yes, you are. And I mean, if anyone says, hey, do you want free tickets to this show? Just like Real Big Fish, I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yep. say yes. Because I'm going to be entertained. Yeah, and you know a good time when you hear one. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good time. Again, I want to bring out that our featured music of this episode is The Sensibles from Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, big shout out to Jeremy. You're our favorite Jeremy who plays trombone. <laughs> <laughs> After we talked about Jeremy from Scott Dune. But you're our favorite Florida Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> Mucho macho. And yeah, we, we pretty much like want people to know that that's the type of music that we curate on this show. We we are very conscientious of what we are using this platform to highlight and we hope you guys enjoy it and you continue to support and let us know if there are some artists that we've overlooked that you think match what we're trying to do here turn us on to them we got plenty of room on our playlist so drop us a message go to anchor fm or even direct message us on Instagram and we'll share it with all of our peeps and the Unity community is going to take it off and support them. 
we also want to hear your band. If you have a band and you feel like you fit this platform and what we're trying to build here and you want to continue to keep this ska scene alive, we want to hear your music. So send us a link. I can't promise anything's going to be featured because we're still working on things, but we'd love to listen and we'd love to feature it if, we, if possible. All right, that's all we got, you guys. Thanks again for checking us out. We will see you guys. <laughs> we will see you in a few weeks. Reach out to us on all of our social pages. Give us a like, give us a follow. We love the support that we've gained already and we can't wait to continue this for episodes to come. So thanks for the support and pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up. Oh, super.